to thank everyone who joined us last week in praying and fasting. Uh, got some good reports this week. God turned some things around. Amen. There's something that happens when people begin to fast and pray. Someone shared with me that um, uh, I think it was their mother had went to the doctor and there was a there had been a diagnosis and come to find out that it was a misdiagnosis. So we're just, Amen. Hallelujah. We know that we serve a God who is able. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to say, too, it's so good to have with us today our friends all the way from Alabama, Opelika, Alabama. Jimmy and Cindy Jones, they came all the way here to deliver my truck. A man needs his truck. And I appreciate them so much. I want to speak to you this morning on the comeback. How many of you know the church needs a comeback? Amen. If you got your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Nehemiah, the first chapter. And we're going to read a good bit today. I hope nobody's in a hurry. We about because when we get conclude this, we're going into baptism and and we're going to have baptism service and we're just going to have a good time around here today celebrating the presence of the Lord. Amen. I want to thank every one of you for being here. I praise God for each of you. I don't think you here by coincidence, but I think you here by divine appointment doesn't matter what uh, is going on. You may be here because of a special occasion, but God has other plans. Amen. It says, The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakiah, It came to pass in the month of Shaleb, in the 20th year, as I was in Shushan, the citadel, that Hanani, one of my brethren, came with men from Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews who had escaped, who had survived the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said to me, The survivors who are left from the captivity in the providence are in there in, they're in great distress and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down, and its gates are burned with fire. In verse 4 it says, And so it was when I heard these words that I sat down and wept, and I mourned for many days, and I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. Let me just say this. How many of us have heard of people going through situations and facing difficult times and, and tragedy striking and us just, just kind of shrugging our shoulders and going on? We need some people who are sensitive to the things that are going on around us, to the things that are happening in people's lives. We need some people who are touched by the hand of God, 
who are willing to fast and pray and seek God and begin to and begin to not look at the thing and say, well, it's their fault because of what they've done. It's this and that. No, what we need to understand, it's all of our fault because of the way that the things are going on in America right now. America wouldn't be in the shape as it is if it was not for the church not doing what it was supposed to do. It's time for the church to get back to praying. It's time for the church to get back to fasting. It's time for us to stop wringing our hands and throwing our hands up and saying, what can we do? And begin to understand that we are connected to a God who will bring us into a place when we call upon his name. Stop blaming your brother and stop blaming your sister for this and that. And let's get on our face and repent before God, not only for ourselves, but for our forefathers and those that was before us. And let's come to a place to where we understand that God is a God that knows that when we repent and we turn from our wicked ways, we will hear from heaven and he will heal our land. Hallelujah. And Nehemiah said, and he said, I pray, Lord, God of heaven, O great and awesome God, you who keeps your covenant and mercy with those who love you and observe your commandments. Please let your ear be attentive and your eyes open that you may hear the prayer of your servant, which I pray before you now day and night. For the children of Israel, your servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against you. Both my father's house and I have sinned. See, it's not just somebody, somebody that sinned. We have all sinned. But it's time for us to come back to the place to where we can receive the power and the demonstration of the Spirit of God because that hasn't stopped, folks. God's still healing people. God's still raising people from the dead. God is still moving in miraculous ways in people's lives. God is still turning things around, situations around for people. But he's looking for a people who will not put the blame off on somebody else, but they will say, Lord, here I am. Lord, use me. Here I am, Lord. I'm standing in this place, and and I'm not just going to pray about it, Lord. I'm going to get connected to you and so connected to you, Lord God, that I can hear what you're saying and I can say what you're saying and I can declare it over the people. He said, we have acted very corruptly against you and have not kept the commands and statutes nor the ordinance which you commanded your servant Moses. He says, remember I pray the word that you commanded your servant Moses, saying, If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. This is the reason that they was in the position that they was in, because they had been unfaithful. Some of us wonder why our children are scattered. Some of us wondered why our children are on drugs and addicted to things. And a lot of it's because we've become scattered. We've become unfaithful to God. We've not walked as close to God as we should walk. Listen, God did not save us to where we could walk as close to the world without being of the world. He's called us to walk and be drawn close to Him so that we can walk and have the characteristics of Christ. Listen, folks, I'm... 
I, I feel like today that we have little room to be called Christians. Because when they were called Christians in the Bible, it was because that they were seen doing what Christ did. When they laid hands on the sick, things happened. The dead were raised. The demons were cast out. We don't hear none of that today. People walk in one way and leave the same way. I don't, think that's, I don't think that's a testimony to God for us to come into church with sickness and disease and to leave out the same way that we came in. When God has brought us to a place to where if we seek him, Come on, you ain't got to tell somebody if you're seeking God. It's evident that you're seeking God. Things are going to change in your life. Circumstances are going to turn around. People, when you lay hands on the sick, they will recover. You don't have to combat habits and different hang-ups in your life. Let Christ rise up in you and let the power of God destroy those things. You got children that are strung out on drugs. I'm telling you that God will save them and set them free. When we turn back to him, come on now, we got to have a comeback. Nehemiah was a man who was not willing to just set aside and wring his hands, but he began to pray to God and begin to repent. Not only for himself, but he repented for Israel. Sometimes I think that we, we get caught up in, 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 in trying to save our own. We just, you know, we want just enough God to have fire insurance. We want just enough of God to make sure we don't go to hell. Well, listen, it's not just about you and me. It's about a whole lot of other people out there that are bound with sickness and disease, that are bound with drug addiction and alcoholism, that can't seem to get away from it, that can't seem, it's not that they want to be there, they can't help being there because they're stuck. They're stuck in a place that they can't get out of and they're looking for help from somewhere and they need to know that the church is still alive and well today and God's church is rising up in might and power. He's not looking to use a big name preacher he's not looking to use a big name Sunday school teacher or elder or any of those things he's looking to use the body of Christ he's looking to use you and me hallelujah Nehemiah began to pray and he began to seek God he was a king's cupbearer He didn't say, well, I'm a cupbearer. I can't build a wall. He began to pray to God, and God began to give him a vision, a vision to be able to go back to the city, a vision to be able to go back to that place and bring up the boundaries that have been knocked down. Some of us need to go back. We need to go back to that first love that we have, Jesus Christ, and we need to rebuild those limitations. We need to rebuild those walls of, 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 to keep the enemy out of our lives. We need to put boundaries down that we're not going to cross. If we're going to have the power and the demonstration of the Spirit of God, and listen to me, folks, I don't believe for one moment 
that it went out with the apostles. It did not stop there. Because the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is for us and is for many as are afar off. For those that are not yet even born. So we need to stop making excuse. Why people's not getting healed? Well, they, didn't ju- they just didn't have the faith. No, the church didn't have the faith. Because I believe that we can still, we can still touch the heart of God when we pray and we fast and we seek Him. We can still see the hand of God come down in the midst of a service and there an atmosphere be set up to where the power and the presence of God comes in to where people get healed in their seats. As I was praying this week, really laid out some things before the Lord. God promised me that if I would set my face toward him, that I would see every prophetic word that had been spoken over this house fulfilled. And I don't know about you, but I'm setting my face to him. I'm not relying on man. I'm not relying on my ability because I'm so, I'm so, I have such inability to do anything. (laughs) But I serve one who is able to move mountains. (laughs) I serve one who has overcome the grave. He's placed death, hell, and the grave underneath his feet, and he's given the keys to the kingdom to his church. Things that you need to know. The Bible says that Nehemiah went before the king king of Persia, Babylon. Listen. He was to present himself in a certain way before the king. But when he went to the king, he presented himself to the king. The Bible says that his face was sad. The king had never seen him in this shape before. He could have easily been killed because a cupbearer was one who was supposed to present himself to the king. He was supposed to be happy. He was supposed to be cheerful. He was supposed to be, you know, one to bring a, a, a certain air of demonstration when he came because he was to pour a little wine into his cup and then, and then uh, drink it. And then he was to give it to the king. Present it to the king. But here, I want you to see this because he said, when the king asked him, he said, why is your face sad? He said he was scared to death. It scared him. Because he didn't know 
what the king was going to say, what the king was going to order to him. But the king said, what is it that you want? Now listen, this is, a, this is a pagan king. This is not a king in Jerusalem. This is a pagan king. But you got to understand something, that God will give you favor wherever you at. Whatever you're going through. Whatever you're facing in your life. God will give you favor. Because when he goes in and begins to give his request to the king, the Bible says... That he presented all these requests to the king with the queen sitting beside him. And if you go back and study that, you'll find out who that queen was. That queen was none other than Esther. That God had set up and raised and set beside the king because the enemy had tried to annihilate the Jewish people one time. But God says, no, I'm going to take them back. I'm going to take them back. I'm going to give them a comeback. They're going to come back to the land. They're going to be established. They're going to be released from all the bondage that they've been in. I'm going to bring them back to the place that they once was. And the grass outpouring is going to be greater than the former outpouring. You may be going through a situation in your life right now and you may not know how you can make it back to where you used to be, but I've got news for you. God don't want you back to where you used to be. He wants to take you way back beyond that into a place of where you can overcome to where the power and the demonstration of the Spirit of God is moving in your life to where the power of the Spirit is rising up in you and you're seeing situations change for the glory of God. He prayed and he gave request. And see, here's the thing. We want things to happen in our lives and we don't want any difficulty. We don't want any opposition. But any time that you're called to do something for God, you're going to face opposition. Any time that God gives you an assignment, you're going to find yourself in a position to where you cannot accomplish it without Him. Because God don't give assignments that you can accomplish, that I can accomplish. He gives assignments that we can only accomplish if He shows up. And Nehemiah got to the... He got to Jerusalem... He viewed the walls. He viewed the city. He seen the walls that had been torn down. He seen what needed to be done. And then, nobody was worried about Jerusalem until people started showing up and started working on the walls. Then Sanballat and Hornei. And Tobiah, all of them raised up against Nehemiah. See, it's not worth having if it no, it's not worth fighting for. They begin to come against him and tell him all these things that he was doing wrong. And 
Nehemiah just plainly told them, said, look, you have no right here. You have no heritage here. You ain't got any part of this. So just go on and leave us alone. Then they come back and they would make accusations. Again, say, oh, this wall you're trying to build. They'd mock them and say stuff like, With a, this wall, even if a fox was to run up against it, it would fall. Let people go ahead and laugh at you. Let people go ahead and say crazy things about you when you begin to proclaim that your children's going to be saved, that your household's going to be saved, that things are going to turn around for you. Let people go ahead and laugh when you begin to start and set boundaries because I'm telling you, people will say, oh, that's okay. You need to know, you need to realize that this is 2019. It's different than it was back then. No, honey, God's word doesn't change for nobody. If you're going to fit into that word, you're going to have to change yourself in order for that word to line up with you. Well, it's 2019, Pastor. I don't care if it's 2099. God's word don't change for nobody. And if we want to see the manifestation of the presence of God, We'll set our minds to do the work. Go back. Let's see the comeback. God's wanting to bring a comeback to His church. And I believe that we're going to come back stronger than we've ever been. Because as they begin to work on this city, before long they had it. Half of the wall built and completely joined together. And then what happened? They began to launch attacks on them. People on the inside. Now listen to me. People who had been in Jerusalem for a long time had built relationships with Samballot and Tobiah. And they had married into those families which was forbidden and they were conspiring but God was letting every time that the enemy would come against them he was blowing their cover did you know that every time that the enemy tries to come against you and tries to take you out that God will begin to let you know and begin to put an urgency on you to pray and to fast and to seek Him more. That's the reason we don't need to just push that aside. If we feel like that we need to pray and fast, we need to do that. Because God is doing something. God is getting us ready. And the Bible says that when they begin to do that, that that the people grew tired because they were working on the wall and they were trying to, uh, they were, they were worried, wearied from having to look out for them. So, so what he done, he armored people up, got people ready, and he set them at, and you had some of them watching, ready to go to war, and you had some of them working on the wall. We need some people who are armored up. We need some people who are dressed up with the armor of God on. We need people who are watchful for the enemy. 
See, because a lot of times we think, oh, everything's going to be good. No, listen, the enemy will blindside you if you let him. But I've got news for you. God is bringing a comeback to his church, and he's bringing an outpouring of his spirit to his church like we've never seen before. He's stirring people's hearts to where we're going to see a comeback of the spirit of God. We're going to see standards stood up. We're going to see standards put out. You need standards for your children. We need an understanding of knowing that God has called us to a great task. But we also need to know that we're connected to a God who will not let us fail. Some of you, your family is going to make a comeback. This is the time and the season for your comeback. This is the time and this is the moment for you to come back. From the prison that the enemy has held you in. Maybe you've been held in addiction. Maybe you say, well, I used to be close to God, but I, I, I just don't see how I can get there anymore. Let me just tell you this. When, you lose, when I begin to lose my sensitivity for God, I begin to set times aside to where I begin to fast and pray. Because it clears the spirit man out. Fasting is not something that we do to get more of God. It's something that we do to give God more of us. To where we can walk in His presence and His Spirit. See, people don't need just a touch. They need overflow in their lives. We need an outpouring of the Spirit of God that's going to change somebody's life. That's going to change the addiction. Hmm? It's going to break the addiction. We can make excuses for our sin or we can repent of it and be set free from it. We can look and see of the blessings of God for a distance or we can have a comeback and get back right in the middle of it, walking in the presence of God. You want to see God change? Let Him change you first. Everybody wants to see a move, everybody wants to see a miracle, but nobody wants to be the one that it has to come through. I'm believing today for miracles in people's lives. I don't believe you here by coincidence. I believe you here for a comeback. God wants to bring you back to that first love. God wants to bring you back to that initial experience. But He wants to renew you in a way that you've never been renewed. 
and bring you into a new relationship with Him. He's not bringing you back so that you can be the same old you. He's bringing you back to where you can see a demonstration of His Spirit that's greater than you've ever experienced before. Let's all stand. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray for some, all of those who are getting baptized. If you want to make your way to the back and get ready for baptism. You can do that. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, I want to give you opportunity to know him. I have one regret of serving the Lord. And it's just simply this, that I did not start at an earlier age. Wish I'd have started a long time ago. When I was little, I was raised in church. I don't have a background of where some other people do. When I was little, I was a drug addict. I was drugged from church to church. (laughs) That was the kind of drugs I was on. But yet I believe it's one of the greatest testimonies in the world. Because it protected me from a whole lot of stuff that I would have went through otherwise. But I want to tell you this, that I serve a God that is so great and so magnificent and so powerful that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what's been controlling your life. It can break off of you. I'm telling you, the power of God is awesome. It's mighty. It's powerful. His Holy Spirit is in us to strengthen us, to empower us to do the work of the ministry. You are here today for the comeback. He's calling us back. Back to the fullness of His presence. Back to the place to where we can see deliverance in our homes. He's calling us back to a place to where we're setting standards in our lives. There's things There's things to this day that I that I have I have standards on that I I can't go past certain places. I won't go past certain places. I refuse to live in a place to where I have less than God's best for my life and my family. Husbands, you want to be anointed? 
You want the power and the presence of God working in your life? Become the priest of your home. You stand at the door and you declare to the enemy that there's nothing coming in this house unless it gets by me. There's nothing evil coming in this house. There's nothing, there's nothing that's of sin or of the world that's coming in this house unless it comes by me. You anoint your house. You anoint your family. You love your wife. I'm not talking about saying that you love her. Somebody says, well, you know, I love, I love God, but I'm just not... I'm just not expressible. I, I, I just, you know, try telling that husband, try that telling that to your wife sometime. If you ain't expressible, you'll find out that they'll say, you don't really love me at all. If you love God, you'll express it. I say it in my heart. Tell your wife, I'm just saying I love you in my heart all the time. Won't work. I believe that when you love God, you'll open your mouth and you'll begin to praise Him. You'll glorify Him. Listen, I'm not... I don't want anybody to misunderstand me this morning. I'm not saying that we need to go back to the way it used to be because that is not God. God's not wanting us to go back. He never calls us to go backwards. He calls us to go forward. He's wanting to bring us back way beyond where we've ever been into a new place into a place to where his spirit is greater than we've ever seen amen if anyone here wants special prayer I want you to come this morning I'm believing God to do miracles amen come on come on you need a miracle you need God's touch in your life I want you to come we're believing God for miracles today come on